0: You
1: primitive screwheads, listen up I got news for you, pal You ain't leading but two things right now Jack and shit Jack left town Well, hello,
2: Mr. Fancy Pants What was that rocket? What rocket?
1: I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus.
2: Describe the ruckus, sir. does <laughs> this mean we're not
0: friends anymore?
3: Who I'm, you
0: want I'm in my fire. Ain't it cool? I'm
1: the best of it's the brownie! i First you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. let
0: Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. DJ Nubis!
4: And DJ Neko.
0: With you on the Metal Tata Radio Podcast for episode 86 of the Hordes of Chaos. Neko, how are you?
4: I've been busy this week.
0: Not surprisingly, I mean, with everything <laughs> going on, but... Uh, I wasn't even sure if you were going to do the episode this week, just as I know, earlier in the week is things were pretty touch and go because of your stuff with your mom and whatnot, but uh, things seem to be looking a little bit on the up and up. Hopefully it keeps treading that way. And uh...
4: I really felt like I needed a little something to do with you because I've been really neglecting you, and I feel bad because I've been spending a lot of time with my family right now, and um, you've been so good, like, to me, especially, like, being, like, my, my support and my rock, like, with everything going on, you've been not even, not even blinking, and be, I'll be like, can, can you, can you do the dishes? Can you, can you help me with something? So basically all I, need the stuff a hug. That I do anyway. <laughs> I need a hug. But you know what I mean, like, it was just, I really needed a nice, uh. Outlet because you know every every time you deal with something where you've got multiple sides of the family, kind of driving you crazy as they are and yeah I don't even see so much as rightfully telecomy, but
0: uh, more or less just you know it gives you a chance to unwind unpack like last night you were talking with relatives and stuff about stuff and getting worked up and like enough we're done it's it's time for you just to chill a little bit you're like it's over no it's more over. talking <laughs> right and that'll like, be like
4: okay one more thing and it's a good thing yeah. like it, it's it's good news so we're we're gonna say one good news thing and we're gonna unpack it and...
0: right so that's just really what it comes down to because you're so busy taking care of all these other things and can be a bit nerve-wracking so it's nice if you can just get away from it all for a little bit and Listen to music or, you know, browse on the internet, whatever.
4: I think part of it, too, is um, when you're dealing with, you know, what we're dealing with as a family, um, you get lots of people's opinions, and lots of people deal with it in, in lots of different ways, and it's not always, like, malicious, but it's all it can be hurtful still at times, and I think that's kind of, like, what I have to... Move myself forward with it's yeah, but anyway, we're here to talk about the metal.
0: Yep, so we got uh some new stuff out there for you rock block, I got some new stuff from Cripple Black Phoenix, a lot of old classics in there, including Neko's pick of the week. Um, we have a couple of uh series reviews to get to, um, The Boys season two, as well as The Haunting of Blind Manor. Uh, Blind Manor isn't really so much a sequel to the first season of House, uh, the the haunting of Hill House, but uh, has some similar actors and actresses in it.
4: And it's way different. Way
0: different. But uh, we'll be getting into that as well because there's some controversy from people who've seen it and whatnot. Uh, and we will, we always have to put this out there. Sometimes we may give away spoilers. We try not to, but. Because we do discuss these things, sometimes it's hard not to actually go into why we dislike or like something, Mm -hmm. so. So, if we give any spoilers, we're sorry. Uh, You can skip this episode until you've seen these things. We always make note of what we're talking about, so. Either way, uh, we also got some news about Dexter Morgan, and uh, Dexter may be coming back, so that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And i got some stuff about Judas Priest as well later on, so we're gonna kick it off though a band out of maryland Ocean city maryland i've actually been following them for a while yeah two or three years haven't got a chance to see them yet because obviously with covid it changes a lot of things but uh they're a stoner doom band called yatra uh three piece which we talked about before mm-hmm. last week on, uh, all podcast. the
4: mega three pieces
0: but uh maria the bassist and dana the singer guitarist um I've chatted with them occasionally here and there on Facebook. So they're really, really uh, humble people and very cool. Uh, Much appreciated. They got a new record coming out called uh, All Is Lost. And I got a track. I opened up our first block here called Blissful Wizard. And we'll be back.
4: To Sky Nielsen Promotions, I offer the most affordable, effective, independent metal promotions one can find. If you've got a metal band, project, or art that you want promoted, simply search for Sky Nielsen Promotions. And you're listening to Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio.
3: She's in love with herself.
0: DJ Nibbus, back with you on Middletown Radio Podcast. So, we talked a, lot of, a little bit before this before with the uh, boys on Amazon Prime. and
4: Yeah, we, we finished up the last few episodes. I, like, was pleasantly surprised about this. And I think before my last trip, we started talking about, like, we watched the first se- first season of it. And, um, it wasn't something, though, that we immediately watched, like, when it first came out, because people were just kind of talking about it, and then we're like, well, let's see what this is all about. And, uh, we did, and we were like, wow, this is pretty mind-blowing, like, and then we started up with the next season when it came out, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised, like, that, uh that was, uh, interesting.
0: Okay, I don't know why it happens. It keeps stopping on us. But anyway, Homelander turns out that uh, he learns about his son through Butcher's wife, who is still alive and was just taken to the side. I think by the company of what? Lo- yeah, Lo- she's
4: she's on like some kind of compound because she went. They're trying to hide the kid.
0: Right. So at first, you know, Homelander didn't know about them and all this, but. Then come kind of to find when he finally finds out his son has superpowers. Well first he didn't
4: realize remember the whole compound V makes superheroes thing came out and he didn't realize that he just wasn't a natural superhero, but then he was created. Yeah. And that was like a big deal to him, but he was trying, um trying really hard to like get the uh get the kid to use his superpowers, but the kid was just, like, so docile that he didn't really want to uh, to well, do anything. Well,
0: Becca, the mother and Butcher's wife, you know, she wants to raise a kid just as a normal kid. But, of course, Homelander, because I think her with the kid is the first actual birth of a superhero. So Yeah, he
4: is the first natural superhero.
0: So, basically, Homelander and Stormfront, who have managed to come together as a couple, want to try and take him from Becca and raise him as another superhero. Because in Becca's mind, or in a Stormfront's mind, she's all about, like, cleansing Earth because, you know... Back, she was a Nazi. Right, so we find out a lot of shady things about her. She was actually once part of the Church of the Collective, which, if you followed any of this, The Deep has been, like, one of their people because it's, like, a self-help... Uh, you know, Christian group. I guess in a way it's a Christian group. It's
4: like one of those, um... Scientology. Yeah, Scientology, don't drink the Kool-Aid kind of place.
0: And, uh... But they were once known, because Stormfront was a part of it at one point. They were once known as, like, not adding anybody of color into the group. But once they started to, Stormfront left, or at the time, Liberty left and became something else. Uh, but Stormfront has been trying to guide Homelander, Homelander to be to this direction where they need to get rid of, like, they need to be the top of the food chain rather than working with the corporations or the humans. Where they're humans, they want to just take over and be the top dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of, like, other stuff going on here. A-Train, who actually plays a pretty pivotal part in a lot of this, um, is trying to get back into the seven. Uh, because he felt slighted. and he, you know, everyone wants... These guys all want back in Still the 7. They all want back in the 7. Starlight wants to fuck out, but, you know, everyone else is in. But, uh, yeah, so, just... And then we find out, ooh, this is the best part. I and mean, we won't give any of this away, because that's why the best part. There's a hidden assassin throughout all this. So, whenever Butcher and company are trying to get close or get answers, certain people just end up with their heads exploding. And, uh at the end of the season it gives you a clear view of who that is which I didn't see coming. I didn't
4: see it coming either. So
0: uh, We don't know exactly what this person's purpose is because uh, I'm sure we'll get to in season 3 which I think you told me Jason or uh, Eccles is going to be in that. Jensen Eccles. Jensen Eccles. Had to make sure I get his name right because then I'd get yelled at. Mm-hmm, that's my man. <laughs> but uh yeah, I've really enjoyed this series a lot. It, it doesn't hold back. Apparently, it's actually tame compared to the comics. Yeah,
4: I really want to get us like from what I understand, like the story arcs and everything are not the same. I've never actually read the comic. I I and you know me, when I was younger, I was really into comic books and stuff, but this seems like it's not a comic book meant for children, so that probably is why I never Reddit or anything. Well, no, same
0: with the Watchmen. These are all like kind of like graphic novel mm-hmm. stuff. So you can't just go and show kids this kind of stuff because it's it's pretty graphic. And I mean, for us adults, it's amazing and fun, but not made for kiddies.
4: No, definitely not a children's show. Not a children's superhero show. This isn't Superman. You know, going and saving a kitten out of a tree. This is right. <laughs> but it's I really um. I really appreciate, like, the uh, I don't want to call it mystery, but it's almost like a crime solving, you know, group that Huey is part of Huey with Butcher and um, Frenchie and all of them. Um, I really like they they have a purpose, like, at first it's like all about just getting a homelander because he's so pissed off about his wife, but then they realize, like, how corrupt everything is. And they want to they want blow it right out of the water.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, twists and turns. I mean, there's a point where Butcher actually wants to try to get his wife back. And has the opportunity. But she's not about to leave the kid behind. Because it, it is part of her. And, but Butcher still has this like prejudice against the... the soups. Soups, as they call them. And you know he doesn't really want the kid involved. So he initially tries to... Devil Cross, her and everything, but then changes his mind. And you know, I'm again, I'm not going to get into too many details about how it plays out, but either way, I think they're doing a good job of keeping this series fresh. And there's a lot of interesting characters that are all involved. uh We noticed a one guy, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh he plays basically the human torch almost. He lights a, a lighter and fire can shoot out of his hands. Well, he played Iceman in the X Men series uh the movies if you ever saw those so now he's just kind of flipping the script on that so that was a lot of fun to see as well um yeah so that's that's basically most of what we gotta say on that
4: yeah i really i enjoyed it and i if you haven't seen it if you like some there's a lot of graphic violence if you like graphic violence and then like some grossness too, about like they they don't hold back with the special effects, so
0: sex, you got
4: Definitely watch it.
0: All right, well we're gonna get into some more music, mm-hmm. uh, kicking off this next block. Analepsy, Witness of Extinction.
3: Everybody. this is Emmanuel from Cavalor, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. All
0: right, DJ Nubus
4: and DJ Necco,
0: back with you for our next topic here. And I was trying to think, like, you know, we we kind of got into Dexter early real early when we heard all the rumors about it and whatnot. I think for the most part we were really in love with the show. I mean, obviously I think with this article I've been reading on uh, screen ran about it. The first four seasons are pretty good, but after that it started kinda of losing its way a little bit. Uh hit or miss basically. I, I think it was season six or seven. Well no, it wouldn't have been seven. No, well, it might have been. Which which one was the Trinity Killer? I
4: can't remember. I think it was...
0: John Lithgow was pretty good at that. I yeah, that, that
4: was really good. The one before the Trinity Killer wasn't so good, though. Right.
0: I... Yeah, so I think it kind of, like, went through four seasons, and five kind of just was blah. Six was good, and then seven and eight really didn't do much for us either in terms of, like, direction. Uh, you hadn't even seen the last season. I Like I told you the other day, I was, like, I saw, like... Maybe the last two or three episodes because I had read about it and just wanted to see how it played out. But, uh, it's an interesting series if you've never checked it out. uh, Michael C. Hall plays Dexter Morgan, who's a forensics guy working for, what is it, Florida police? Are they in Florida?
4: the Miami, yeah. Miami,
0: yeah. So, but he also ends up being a serial killer. only difference is he's killing bad people. So, in order to get out his demons or his dark passenger, he, uh goes and you know chases down these criminals that get out of jail or serial killers that can't seem to be caught any other way, so he finds them, and of course does his business with them now over the years it's had some interesting twists. One season I really liked was um I can't Yvonne Strasinsky, I think she played in the series Chuck as the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. She, Ended you know, becoming Dexter's girlfriend, she was equally crazy.
4: <laughs> I remember her, because that was when he and What's-Her-Face, um...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you, mm-hmm. the, the original girlfriend, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, so, like... Yeah,
4: we're not giving it away if you haven't seen it, <laughs> but, I mean...
0: Yeah, uh, and that's another thing, too. I, 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 Julie... I can't remember her last name, sorry. The actress who plays his original girlfriend, she, uh... Has a very good role in that series as well, and then um, Jennifer Carpenter plays Dexter's sister. She's a very interesting character all the way through it. She has a very bad taste in men, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know the series itself is pretty good. The characters are interesting. Most of them have died by now, and I just gave that away. But
4: spoiler alert!
0: <laughs> I didn't tell you when they died, and and some of them, it, it, a lot of it's really cleverly played out. It's just a matter of when it happens but uh now we have uh, See now I need
4: to rewatch Dexter and watch all through it even though I um you know I know I get to a part where I'm like oh, this 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 season's boring but I want to rewatch the whole thing and and appreciate it. Maybe I could like put Gilmore Girls to the side for a day. I know that's really hard for me but
0: that's like your go to. Oh,
4: uh, right now it kind of is a little more sentimental than you know, but, uh, but, yeah.
0: They're going to be doing a season nine. I think it's on Showtime.
4: It is. That was the original, um, uh, uh series. Uh, God damn it. I am having a day. <laughs> the original network that broadcasted it.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's no news yet on what the season will unfold or what's going to be about. But a lot of people were unhappy with the ending. Kind of like *Games of Thrones* and stuff like that. Like sometimes these series, when they start to close the door, they just kind of either rush through stuff or they don't really think it out or whatever. I I think I remember *Sopranos* when it ended was also controversial. Like there's always some I've sort of. I've never
4: watched the, but it was the way it ended. They wanted you to kind of like
0: just ima- you, you imagine interpretation it. <laughs> of you. Yeah. So
4: like they there that's happened a couple of times with with uh like movie um. Trilogies, too, that you see, like, uh, shit, what's that one that you always say is a ripoff of that Japanese movie where all the kids are... um Battle Royale. Yeah, so, what's the American, oh my w- god.
0: Well, the American version is basically hungover games.
4: Yeah, yeah, the, ha- the, hang-
0: <laughs> the hangover <laughs> games.
4: The Hunger Games.
0: The hungover games is what I call so it. So,
4: the Hunger Games, like the third one and this is even from people who read the book and stuff they're like it feels like the author was just trying to like finish the story and be like okay we're done is that
0: the one they split into two movies
4: no that that this the um hunger games was three movies and it was meant to be and three books but they meant it to be three movies and three books um
0: yeah but i thought they like no
4: that was twilight where they they split the last well, movie all right
0: but the Hunger Games. I had like Catching Fire and something else. Yeah, Was it's it?
4: three books, oh, okay. three movies. Right. But the third book, everyone always complained about it, feeling like the author just wanted to end it, be like, ta-da, it's over," and uh, just wanted, "Oh yeah, I'm done." I like it, they felt. So I think you're spot on by saying sometimes you like when things.
0: Yeah, it's like they they don't just, know how to end things, and it's really weird because. Let's say you're doing a series and you're in season six, and most series run about seven seasons. I, I think I, I think even, to some degree, the last season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the same kind of I problem. I hated... Every the, fucking time.
4: I hated the ending, I hated the last season, I hated everything about... Like, it just... it. I don't even think about the last season because I feel like it takes away from...
0: But I think that's sort of like, you know... It might be a point where when someone does a series and let's say you're finishing season six and you're just not sure where to go. Maybe just do like a two-hour movie to end it rather than try to force a season, you know, and stuff like that. Because sometimes the seasons prior to the last one are ones of the better ones. So I don't know. Like, it's it's a really weird thing when it comes to these series and stuff. So, uh, like, we haven't even kept up with Supernatural, but it's at 15 seasons or whatever. I don't even know, like... I've kind of lost my interest here and there because a lot of it seems repetitive with the guys. Well, the
4: hardest part is because some of the episodes are like standalone episodes of Supernatural that you could just watch it without even knowing any kind of backstory, but then there's other episodes that are kind of like in the whole story arc itself, and um, with Dexter. You kind of had a few episodes like that, too, where it was just, like, Dexter is going after, um, like, the bad guy. And then on, um, other episodes, it was kind of, like, creating a story arc for, like, building up to this big bad guy. Or building up to, like, okay, this shit's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I think some of the prime problems, like I said, the season six with Trinity Killer, like that was a really good season and it was like a really big cat and mouse thing and sometimes it's very hard to follow that up and i think that's where they ran into some problems going forward after that um one and two are really good usually the first seasons or first two seasons are really pretty good because you got a lot of fresh ideas mm-hmm. and all that but after a while it kind of like wanes but uh i still i think we still highly recommend checking it out,
4: of course we do, and we're probably- i'm gonna rewatch it like i'm gonna rewatch it and i'm gonna get myself caught up to uh season seven and then when season eight is ready i'm gonna watch season eight and i'm gonna remind myself so that I don't well, get season nine or I season want. nine excuse me, and i'm gonna remind myself that. This ending is not permanent because we have another season coming.
0: Right, and movies that we won't fucking recommend is uh, Body Cam, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: unless you want a like super politically uh, motivated.
0: very blatantly politically motivated. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. And it it. wasn't
4: even scary. Like, it was supposed to be kind of a scary movie, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, you got... The fact that they try to have an agenda is, like, the least of its problems. It's a bad script, bad acting. Uh, just... It's really bad all the way around. Like, they just... It's like, oh, we got all this going on in real life, so let's go ahead and make a supernatural movie based off this kind of theme, and then, like, we really fuck it up and do a shitty job with it. (sighs) But <laughs> uh, right, but it did have one character from Dexter who we caught when we were watching. That's I was like uh, hey, David Zayas, who plays uh, Angel Batista on that series, um, was a really good regular and a lot of fun to watch as a character in that show. So I wonder, I can't, I don't think he ever passed. I
4: don't remember either. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to like.
0: I know a bunch of other ones that have, but I don't remember his character. That's what I mean.
4: It's been so long since I've watched Dexter, especially some of the earlier seasons, because it's. When did it start? Like 2005, 2006, Four or something? Or something. Yeah. yeah, so the earlier seasons, I haven't watched since then, and it's like I need to rewatch it because it's a quality show. Even when the seasons kind of waned a little bit, it's. You know, I enjoyed Dexter
0: anyway it's coming back we'll be ready for it and we're gonna get back to some music kick it off next block some liquid death i'm gonna get some liquid beer in a minute so we'll be back This is Hugo Flores from Factory of Dreams and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Enjoy the music. Alright, DJ Nubis.
4: And DJ
0: Neko. Getting ready right to head into our rock block here.
4: Rock block. Oh yeah. Today I got some
0: uh, Felix Wasp, Led Zeppelin, some drain SCH. I just thought about it the other day. Cause someone posted about them. I had totally forgotten about it. I'll talk about it after the Rockwatch done, but.
4: Oh, so this is one of the ones like kinda when we were talking about like sweet. You know, you forget yeah. about the the song. Well, this
0: one I should not have forgotten about, but I did, and I'll get into why, but am
4: um I, Am I extra lispy today?
0: I don't know, we all are. It just matches me for <laughs> a, uh, a tag team. Tag team lisp.
4: It's like I have a, a new set of my Invisalign, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like tripping over my tongue.
0: Uh, we also have Neko's pick of the week, which will be a lot of fun. so uh, as usual, we'll get into that. Brand new stuff in Cribble Black Phoenix though kicking it all off with everything I say from their latest release. Here we go. If you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming Champ and flat cart season. You could be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Ria L race to the finish line at Mardella Speedway at Diamondhead Arena in Dillsburg, PA, March 13 through the 15, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunters Town Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing. And they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roll. 1984 self-title release, On your, knees. On
4: your Knees.
0: So, we're about that time now. It's about
4: that time. So, this is kind of a funny, I don't know if it's funny, but I was, uh, maybe a week or so ago, I was watching Two and a Half Men with my mom. And she really likes that show. You know, on daytime TV, it's always, like, repeat, repeat. It's like you... Didn't that
0: lady that plays, like, the house...
4: Berta, she just passed away, yeah. yeah. But we were watching it, and, you know, on daytime TV, they just, like... It's like a all-day thing. It's like they'll play 20 episodes of, of Two and a Half Men. So we're watching it, and she seems, like, super content, and she's happy, and she's laughing. And this particular episode was when, um... Steven Tyler moved next door to Charlie, (laughs) and he would go out on the back patio and sing and practice his scales, and it was driving Charlie insane. So he goes to, like, pick a fight with Steven Tyler, and Steven Tyler kicks the shit out of Charlie. And now, I'd, I'm not really a big fan of Two and a Half Men, but that was a really freaking funny episode. Like, we were, my mom and I were cracking up. She's like, this is my favorite episode.
0: I thought the show was pretty funny. I mean, I didn't really watch it with Ashton Kutcher in it, but... Um, I've
4: never seen an Ashton Kutcher episode. I've only seen one with, with Charlie Sheen. But yeah, they were, we were, she was cracking up over that. And I was like think Aerosmith would be amazing for the rock block cuz I love Aerosmith. I mean, I know people don't love Aerosmith, but they're classic and and still very relevant years down the road and still, you know, touring and they they're pretty freaking amazing. Like think about how hard it is to stay relevant for 5 years, but yet they've been able to stay relevant for like four decades.
0: I don't know if they're really relevant. Like it's, their music is timeless, but like, they really haven't done anything new. I don't think. And yeah,
4: but they still tour, and they still you know guest star on shows, and they still do like, you know, like Baz. Yeah, huh? yeah, like Baz, and they they really do still kind of like keep themselves in in, the, I don't want to say the public eye. That's not the way to put. It. But you you know you know who Aerosmith is. Like even kids know who Aerosmith is, right. R. Is it, is or R? I don't know. R. R. Um,
0: is what it is, it, you It know? is
4: what it is, but they, I, I feel like they're just, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun, and I can, I asked you earlier, I was like, should I do something 70s or 80s, and you said 80s, and I'm like, well, they're, you know what, this is perfect because it's a little bit of both, but this is an 80s song, so... Is it an 80s song? I think so.
0: This might be a 70s oh, because... Oh, no, did I? Because, well, the thing is, like... Oh, they, they remade it, it! With Run DMC, that's why it was asking you which one you wanted to play. But it's fine because I'd rather hear the original version, but they they did redo it with Run DMC in the 80s, so I think this is a 70s team, unless it's early 80s, and I don't remember. But, uh, go ahead.
4: Anyway... This is Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Audio Jump. Attention, please.
2: Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey Like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. William Jump. Hailing from the land, below the wind.
3: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two.
5: Ladies
4: and gentlemen, let's all come DJ Necco's Pick of the Week <laughs>
5: Facts over love are always hot underneath the covers Do I talk to you, my
2: daddy will say you ain't seen nothing down on them up And you're sure to be a changin' ways I met a I Was a real young greeter All times I could All the best things in love and With a sister and a cousin Only started with a little kiss like this I was here to stay
0: DJ Newis
4: and DJ Nico.
0: back with you so yeah we closed out that rock block with drain STH from freaks in nature that second album they did but I wanted to get to a little bit with them because uh, it was an all-girl band and I remember early on in the late 90s they somehow caught some fire and actually was on the first Ozfest tour all those great bands like Subletor, Tybo Negative, Fear Factory, and all of them. But the thing about it was they were kind of like riding this wave from the first album, more Wrestling, to the second one, Freaks of Nature, and then all of a sudden uh, the singer left. Uh, she <laughs> ended up marrying Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Oh, shit, really? Right. So the minute that happened, the band was done. And I guess uh, from what I read from... Guitarist Flavia canal was that they didn't really want to continue on without her, so they just went and did their other things, which didn't seem like any like hard feelings or anything. But uh, just listening to that song, like I forget about them, like yeah, that's a bands, great song. We had like bands like Kitty that came later and stuff like that. Yeah, that
4: the we we saw that with Kitty though, like uh, was it Kitty that we watched that that talk on? Yeah, yeah, we saw that with them, like with a band with a band members leaving for various reasons, and, you know, they they wanted to keep going, and so...
0: Yeah, it's just kind of weird, because some of the, you know, reviews and their interviews with Flavia after the fact that, you know, they're asking, how come you guys didn't keep going, because you were, you know, you are getting really popular, and you were, like, inspirational to a lot of younger female bands, uh, and stuff, and female artists, and stuff like that, and they were just like, you know, it's just Maria... Followed a heart. She, you know, got with Tony. And then we decided to do other projects and move on. But that's, that's one of those interesting cases. They kind of... I'd forgotten all about them, but they were a really good band for those couple albums that they had, so... Cool way to close out our rock block. So, if you hadn't seen The Haunting of Hill House, uh, 2018, I believe? Mm-hmm. a couple. It's been a couple of years. Um... We were actually quite surprised by that series because of how good and eerie it was. And it
4: was like again mystery. Like mm-hmm. I love something where, you know, a lot of people the, the scary movies that get them are like the upfront kind of scary stuff. Like we were watching that that girl last night watching the thing, and it was like there was a couple of times where she's like, Aah! but for us, we really want something that all like fuck with your mind a little bit and make you think
0: yeah i think that's with stuff like vanilla sky that kind of sets the tone for how we think about movies mm-hmm. sometimes like
4: vanilla sky you know like,
0: <laughs> all these crazy ideas you know it's one reason why i like you know stuff like beyond a black rainbow or you know the strange color of your body's tears just weird weird films and like there's weird and there is really bad weird this isn't bad weird uh, the Haunted Hill House had a lot of nice little twists and turns. It had some creepiness about it. Um, both of us were kind of like floored by the end of it, like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah it, it was like sense. the Red
4: Door Room, you know? Yeah,
0: just like the Bent Neck Lady, all that Fucking stuff. Fucking Bent Neck Lady. Yeah, so uh, I knew they were going to continue on with a different season. I didn't know how it was going to play. I'm like, well, you can't really do much more with the first season because it kind of has a closure. So, obviously, the second season of The Haunted of Bly Manor, uh, much like American Horror Story, it has some familiar cast members in it's Not all of them, of course, but uh, there's a few in there. And basically, you have this story where you have a young woman who's getting a job to basically take care of a couple of kids at this manor. Yeah,
4: she's going to be like an au pair.
0: Right. So, she's going to live there, teach them, and watch over them. And her uncle, who works in the city, I guess, uh, doesn't have much time for him. But as the season wears on, we find out reasons why he's not there so much. Uh, we find out about some of the help that's at the manor, who they are, how they fit into everything. And, of course, uh, the woman of the pond. I won't call it Lady of the Lake, but it's the woman of the pond. She
4: is. She's the woman. Yeah, the woman of the pond.
0: Uh, and the woman of the pond is really the most creepiest aspect about it, but... Even then, I think by the time we unravel everything, we kind of understand the motives and everything behind it, and you were kind of saying that, which basically comes at the end of it, is like, you know, it's more like a love story than it is anything else.
4: And it's very, it's to me, it's it's not scary at all. There's a couple of, like you were saying, like the lady in the pond, and a couple of ghost figures that you see that kind of trip you out and then there's apparently there's a bunch of hidden ghosts throughout the the series that I haven't gone back and looked for but I was reading an article about it like you'd see a figure like maybe just chilling somewhere or like a hand or something but it wasn't really like anything that scared me it had a couple of times where it was a little creepy but as the show resolved itself it was just more like depressing and people dealing with their own demons
0: demons loss um it's not as cohesive or as interesting as the first season i'll give it that um there are people that complain about it uh mainly because of that fact i mean you know it's hard to strike gold twice so that's part of it but I don't uh, know. I
4: actually think I liked it better than the first one.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't like that that one as much. But that's sort of the same thing that happens with American Horror Story. Like, she liked, really liked the first season. I lost interest like about like six or seven episodes in. I and then
4: they, when I was trying to watch Hotel, I couldn't even finish it. I'm like, how can I not like this? Lady Gaga is in it. But like, then it you was... have
0: Asylum, Coven... Uh, we haven't
4: even tried to watch anything after Hotel, except for um, the the, and I haven't even finished it. The one that was this this last year's the. Um,
0: I don't think I started any of it. No,
4: no, no. The one with the uh, the the last year's uh, the fucking oh, oh, oh the eighties one. The eighties yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's
0: really really good too. So
4: I haven't even finished that one yet because I we I started it last year. And then I had to go away for work, and then I just, you know, I wasn't feeling Halloweeny, and now I feel like I have to rewatch the whole damn thing because it's been so long since I watched it that I don't even. Like, well, I got... See,
0: that'd be a great way for you to blow through it because they're I have them all recorded. So, do you have
4: all of them recorded, or just the ones I missed?
0: Probably the ones you missed. Excuse me, although it might
4: be on Netflix by now.
0: Well, it's nine episodes, so I might have them all. I don't okay. Know.
4: But there's other ones, like we never even tried Cult or, or Roanoke, or there's like a... No- well,
0: Cult, you know, the problem is, like, it was right after Trump was elected, and so I...
4: I also kind of want to watch Cult right now, because the election's coming up, and I want to see, like, now that we've been through the the Trump presidency, I want to see how, like...
0: How freaked out was. Yeah, out like, year. it
4: just... Because I remember, like, people thought it was going to be, like, the downfall of... I mean, I know 2020 has, at least for me, in many ways, than just like COVID, but there's been a lot. 2020 for everyone has kind of been a hard year. And, uh, but uh, anyway, I, it's just, I got so much shit to watch, and all I want to do is just watch. Watch!
0: So, yeah, um, the new season, like, Neko really likes it. Uh, it's interesting. It's got enough twists and turns in there to keep you interested. I, I don't. Like I said, I think I was expecting a little bit more out of it compared to what happened the first season, but like I said, it's always hard to strike gold twice, and actually in some cases, like American Horror, I thought it got better after the yeah, first season. Yeah, there was
4: season. like a couple of really good American Horrors. and We then liked
0: we, the one with uh, the circus stuff, but it, it got... just went we, out
4: on a limp.
0: Yeah, once one character got asked, I'm like, well, that set kind of... It did. Everything. I
4: felt like it just went out on a limp.
0: Yeah. Um, so check it out, it's on Netflix right now, um, give it your thoughts, if you thought it was good, or bad, or whatever, let us know. In this next block of music, got some stuff from Blood of Angels, provided by Grand Sounds Promotion, as well as Moskawa, from Music Records, but we're going to kick it off with brand new stuff from Sense. four inches deep. Four inches, eh? Fifty-three inches. ah Place to take care of all your automotive needs and get in touch with Stouffers Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stouffers takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stouffers is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stouffers is a professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics who do excellent work for prices that are fair. And much better than what you will find in other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you out. All right, DJ Anubis and DJ Neko.
4: Tavern Radio Podcast.
5: Podcast.
0: <laughs> How about them cowboys? Oh
5: my god.
0: Shit.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking goof. I am. Alright, so. Our last topic of the day. A uh, piece of metal news.
4: Some metal news? I love metal news. Especially so? about... One of my favorite bands, Judas Priest.
0: So back in 2018 when they released Firepower.
4: <gasps> yeah. Uh,
0: I remember when I first heard the record, I was saying to a lot of people at the time how it reminded me a lot of Painkiller and like the intensity and the mm-hmm. music writing and all that. And this is all coming with Glenn Tempton and K.K. Dine not being a part of the band, so it was even more surprising how they were able to capture that sound And uh, there's a guy named um, Joe DeVita on Loudwire who did a review back in March of uh, 2018 talking about the same things I am about how the album was really strong and all this. But Blabbermouth has a new article about priests and how they are handling COVID and Basically, they're doing a lot of writing. They've got a lot of uh, music written for the next record. Something that Rob says they have, like a lot of. Like he just really talks like we have a lot of strong music. And...
4: I'm seeing a, a lot of artists, just like Judas Priest, are saying they're they've got a lot in the hopper, as they say. The hopper. So when uh, things start opening back up, we're gonna be like overloaded with so much good music and movies and stuff, and that's only good for these artists because you know for the last year it's kind of been like nothing happening
0: yeah so there's, you have know, a lot of downtime um time to focus and get stuff written i know that even friends of ours and nomas john and henry and all them have been writing a lot so as far as that particular scene with the grind cord death uh they're currently working on another lp but uh yeah so you know with priest like i You know, here we are following another record that's really just their best since Painkiller for me.
4: You think Firepower is their best since Painkiller? Oh,
0: easily. Easily.
4: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so, um, and I know there's this other thing where Glenn Tipton's been out there touring with other uh, members on his version of Priest. He's doing a lot of the older stuff that Priest did. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course Rob has his band now and you know all that stuff so again we've got these separate factions or whatnot. not um, but to the credit of Glenn you know he's doing a lot of the older material so I don't know if that's like a lot of the mid 70's and stuff like that and early 80's so I, I
4: love that stuff too it's so like right. different than what you expect from Priest
0: um, but uh you know I'm excited to see what Priest does following Firepower uh, <laughs> might be a little bit harder to recapture that but then again sometimes when you write records like that, you have a lot of leftover stuff that you can use and the intensity will still be there and whatnot. So I'm kinda of looking forward to seeing what they've got next. Didn't I you
4: say like Death Leopard did the same thing? Like they were touring so much and they already had uh their next album ready to go but they didn't want to release it because they had been touring for like a year on uh, what you call it, uh, hysteria. Actually
0: it was hysteria they were touring for three years. Yeah. For the same record. And they
4: didn't want to release their next album because... They,
0: they were ready to release like a year or two later, and they said, you know what, we were touring and doing well, and the singles kept going out and kept pushing the record, so we're like, well, let's not let's not go to the willy. And then Adrenalized comes out, and, you know, the first single, Let's Get Rocked, you know, uh, which did very well. Mm-hmm. Now, that album didn't really capture all of the same that
4: That's hysteria, hard. To, hysteria was like...
0: It's a groundbreaking Yeah. for them. But, uh, yeah, so, but that was, like, one of the things that was really amazing about that particular band is that they were ready to go, like, a year or so after Hysteria, which they're like, there's no need to. Record was like, dude, this thing is still up at the top number one. Just keep touring.
4: That's kind of crazy, too. Like, maybe you're right with Priest. Maybe they just had stuff left to, like, just put out, and then this one kind of just what does it say It it's entered the billboard at number 5 it's their highest charting album ever
0: yeah and you know it's pretty impressive like you know cause I hadn't been really that happy with the stuff like before that like you know Nostradamus and Redeemer of Souls like those were records that I felt like they were just missing the mark for me I mean outside maybe a couple of tracks but when I heard Firepower and you know I was like holy shit Uh, It's so intense, so fast and heavy, and it's got all the same feels that Painkiller gives me. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for what they do beyond this. Oh, that's... Yeah. I'm all
4: on board, like...
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to really get out and see them live, too, again, because they are great live. so... We,
4: there was a time when we were seeing Judas Priest, like, twice year. a year, I mean...
0: Well, yeah, you'd go and you'd see them on their own, own tours, and then you'd see them touring with uh, OzFest, so mm-hmm. was like...
4: It was crazy. I love Judas Priest. I absolutely I dropped I dressed up for Rob as Rob Halford for Halloween one year, remember? Yeah. I love Judas Priest and I'm glad that I met you not only because I love you and you're my life partner and all that nonsense, but because for me in the early two thousands when we met, I honestly thought that Judas Priest was like a seventies, early eighties band and like I did not even follow up and
0: they were still going they were
4: still going and like you know even though there was the internet it's not like what it is now where everybody's like share 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 there was the social network was not around and so now like that I got back into them it was like super awesome that I rediscovered a lot of stuff from them in the 90s so but yeah I'm I'm pretty stoked about I I'm, I'm actually very stoked that they They've already charted at number five, and that—that's that that's the, their highest. Not even painkiller, like charted at higher than that. So that's some good
0: stuff. Yes, it is. All right. Well, let's get back into our music. Uh, kicking off the next block, uh, song sent to us by Kubar PR, uh, band's called Ascog with Varg. Bright Avenue with Dark Genesis DJ Nubis. DJ
4: Neko.
0: That right, close out this episode of The Hordes of Chaos, episode 86.
4: It was really good to do this with you. I feel like it was just nice to spend some time with you. I love
0: you. Yeah, back at you, kids. <laughs> now we're going to go enjoy the rest of the night watch some horror movies and... Horror-tober. horror That's exactly what it is. Special thanks to Sky Nielsen's promotions, all the metal labels and promotional sites that we work with. Much appreciated when you send us the music. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's not a very long one like our other ones, but... Uh, I guess
4: I'm just not as talkative as I usually well, am. Well, it's to be
0: expected, but there isn't really much news out there, really. A lot of times we end up Kind of rehashing the same stuff a little bit but uh we try and make it interesting nevertheless new music's always there so we're good with that too got one last track for you it's a band called goat preacher necro worship about brave see y'all later enjoy the rest of your weekend